0: Top, top, top of the morning, afternoon, and the evening. It's the Wayne World Podcast. You know what it is. We're going to get that raw. We're going to get that real, that uncut. Pazzo, pazzo, pazzo. You know it's your boy, Admo. Pazzo, pazzo, pazzo. You know it's your boy, Admo. Boy, don't act like you don't know we love God. Ha, 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 Chip, Pazzo, pazzo, pazzo. Jip, Right, man, let's get into it. You know what I'm talking about? Top, top, top of the morning, the afternoon, and the evening to you, whomever you may be, wherever you may be watching, looking, or listening. It's your boy Aunt Mo, trapping at a bando. Whoa. Let me with your big baby. And welcome to Wayne's World's My Middle Name. You know what I'm about? Coming live and direct from the couch. I want to welcome everybody 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 to the wayne's world podcast for my first time and casual listeners you come on background now yeah yeah you show them boys how you do it up in harlem there boy and for the people who listen week after week after week my properly coined term for y'all is my wayne y'all are special you have a a a very very special place in my heart in my corazón yes sir so now, let's get to it, man. Uh, for those of you who may be the first time or casual listener, you may be wondering, what is the World Podcast about? I'm glad you asked. It is a variety podcast, man. I'm sorry. I just want to build a little momentum, you know what I'm saying? Draw y'all in real close, you know what I'm talking about? But no, it is a variety podcast for the millennial generation X listener primarily. Um, and we talk about life and life experiences from a Christocentric standpoint, whether it be pop culture, sports, or just... Things that are going on in my everyday life. We all experience life on on that level, so on some level together. So I think it's most important that we talk about it on this platform. So what is today's podcast about? We are talking about sewing. Now it's so what? I apologize. So what? I apologize. So it's a double entendre. So we got sew so, as in I don't care or and and then we have sow sow as in like a seed being planted you know what i'm saying so we're just talking about a lot of things i gotta apologize about you know what i'm saying i am not one to be afraid of saying i was wrong about something contrary to popular belief but man in this episode we are we we were getting deep into some things man uh a lot of sports a lot of you know current events and a lot of reflecting on how we treat people, how we have treated people, and the ramifications of what that can mean for us if we don't be mindful of it moving forward. So with that being said, before we go any further, if you take a look behind me or to the side view, that is a painting from the Trey Wilder. I want to say thank you, brother, for everything that you have been doing for me. He is a really dope artist in the DFW, but he travels everywhere. He's a real friend of mine. And I, I just want y'all to check him out. I'm going to put his info at the top somewhere so y'all can see that. And then one more shout out before we get into randomness is shout out to at Danny Rad. I'm going to tag him as well. He is going. the one who did the beat for the, well, the instrumental for the randomness topic that we're about to get into. And so I want to shout them folks out because I can't do it by myself. So let's get into it. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, you random, random, huh? Random. Yes, Ersky. All right, so, man, let's get into some randomness, man. We got a lot to touch, so let's not waste no time. So, first of all, y'all did not tell me that my man Nazir, the Naz, was out here doing his thing like that. King's disease, folks. We're talking King's disease. Man, look, the album is hard That thing hard, man Shout out to that boy too But, yo man, I did not know I I grew up in the South Grew up in the dirty South We chopped the screw, we lean-sipping You know what I'm talking about? I was not listening to Nas Or many New York or East Coast rappers for that matter The only one that I really was delving into was Jay-Z Who also, just to give you this part before I go into the, the dynamics of Nas Jay-Z decided to drop a song that he did with Pharrell about black people or something, and apparently it wasn't that great. I haven't heard it, and I don't care to listen. But Nas is out here really, really rhyming, fam. He really cold with them words like that. And he's able to put stuff together in a dope way. I don't know why I didn't take the time to check him out, but Nas, I apologize. Okay? Nas fans, I apologize Sometimes the bias Is quite evident When we talk about our favorite Rappers or our pre- the ones that we Have presidents for Or preference for And I definitely had more Preference for Tupac than I did for Nas Listening to Ability alone Nas is killing the game fam So shout out to King's Disease I apologize to, to Nas For not recognizing that Although most people had you in their top five, I was putting you at somewhere outside of that. So he did his thing. No no disrespect. You know what I'm talking about? That's my bad. You know what I'm talking about? So what? I apologize, Famoski. But moving on, we got a little Black as King talk. Now, I'ma just go ahead and say it. I don't care what y'all think about me, ain't nobody gonna fight nothing blackest king was butt cheeks and quite honestly i'm tired of y'all telling me how much i need to be so reverent of the great and mystical beyonce i don't buy it i'm sorry i just don't buy it and i'm out on her as a matter of fact so if you feel like you got some some something you need to get off your chest about that that you know do that you and your beehive and all that first of all I didn't even finish The Blackest King because I didn't think it was that great. Secondly, the some of the African symbolism and all of that stuff that they throw in there, I understand it's a part of the culture and I understand that most people will say, we're from there. We're from Africa. We originated there. I get it. But I'm good. Thank you. I appreciate it. You know what I'm saying? It's always like a Balfamed or a Ihorus or a Ho- Osiris or something that's in there And that ain't what I'm rocking with You know people in bathtubs Covered with blood All type of weird stuff that these people do And I'm supposed to I'm supposed to Eat it up I'm going to tell you the truth It didn't make me feel kingly at all And speaking of that I'm going to go on another tangent How is all you niggas kings? Can somebody explain that to me? If everybody kings and queens Who the jackals? Who's the, who's the knights? Who the maidservants? Who the people that, like, who the farmers? If we going back to those times, y'all got to help me understand. How was 90 million kings in the world? I call you king because you is one. 100. 100. But it's, you know, it's mathematically and, and commonsensically impossible make yourself feel good make yourself feel important cause you is smart you is pretty you is important and people like you but you you understand your lineage probably didn't come from kings y'all probably was under one but you wasn't one hmm okay we gotta understand it that's all I'm saying but to get back on topic blackest king was a dud for me I I mean listen y'all can tell me about the visuals and the dancing and all that that's great but I'm just not into Beyonce like that. She just always has to be the center of attention and you know, walking around carrying random babies. And apparently people were trying to tell her, fam, we, we don't need you, we, we got our own buzz. You know what I'm saying? If you want to come over here, cool. But I think what was said was that in a lot of the cases it was being presented to them as she was doing them a favor. And if it's one thing about African people, they are incredibly proud and ain't trying to hear that you're doing something for them. So do with that what you may. But, you know, at the end of the day, people are going to say, anthonys he's a shock jock. He's he's cultureless. He's clueless. He doesn't he doesn't know. You're right. I'm, I'm, I'm out of there. It's fine. But anyway, moving on to something more important. <sighs> Joseph Ezekiel Button Third. JBP, the Joe Budden Podcast, I have to apologize to you. I absolutely have to say I apologize, okay, sincerely, from deep within here, deep into my my heart sacks. I apologize because you was out here trying to give me game. You was out here trying to show me the way of the grasshopper, and I wasn't trying to hear it. I was really hating on JBP. Well, I've been wanting to say J, JBP, but I was out here hating on Joe Button, like reality-wise. I was hating, and then I discovered the pull-up, and then I discovered that he was out here showing us the ins and the outs of podcasting, trying to get us to understand or learn or do our own research on how a stream works, showing us how Spotify is out here pillaging, and and how important your independence is. For me. Being a a pretty much independent podcaster right now, I can do and say whatever I want on my platforms. That independence is important and learning how to partner with people is of the utmost importance. And so he's just out here doing a lot of being genuine and being honest and really trying to reach back for people who in some cases him and Gilly was bumping heads and him and Charlemagne was bumping heads, but Overall, I totally, absolutely respect how he's moving. And so, I am a fan now. I can honestly say that. I still don't rock with Charlamagne. I still can't fathom us calling uh, another man God. I don't get it. You can believe what you want to believe. 5% or whatever, do your thing, go off, girlfriend. But I'm just not into that type of stuff. But that's just me. You know, I I know some people said after reading the book, they can rock with him. Because he's really out here informing And showing you a different side of him And that's cool But it's just the whole belief system that I can't rock with But I will say this As of yesterday I got the news that he has his, He's starting his own podcast network Where he's partnering with iHeart I say mad respect to you for that my brother You are out here making moves I can commend you for that I am not a hater Contrary to what people believe I say what I believe just like just like he does or you do. He may say it one day, I don't know. But I just can't rock with you on that one, my brother. So, yeah man, you know, it's a lot, it's a lot going on. And I think the final thing that I would like to touch, and I gotta touch it. I wasn't going to, but I was talking to that boy Flo. I was talking to Flo and he's and shout out to Flo because he's been keeping me abreast on a lot of stuff. That's going on. That I may not know about immediately. Or may not be privy to. But that boy Takashi, Takashi, 069. He been reaching out to folk. He didn't reach out to the shade room. He didn't re- reach out to Joe Budden. He didn't reach out to, to Gilly. He out here really trying to. He reached out to another source. I can't even remember who it was. But they was like nah fam. You out here capping. And the funny thing is some people would argue that he was trying to get this exclusive interview with somebody, a big name or some reputable source so that he could apologize and accept his plight and all of that, you know, nonsense. When in reality, he was really just looking for the first person that he could use like he always does. Make no mistakes about it. He is not an integral person. He is, I said integral, integral. He is not a person of integrity. He is not a person with high moral standards. He is not somebody that is really looking to make amends for the things that he has done. I listened to the album. And in listening to the album, you will see that he is still talking greasy to folks. Now, I don't know how current it is. I don't know if he made some of the songs for. he went to jail for the week or two he was there. Or... If he's if he came out and got straight to the lab, but he's still talking that talk. He bragged about ratting and being a snitch, and he is talking about folks. He talking about people dead, homies, and still being his normal, trolling, disrespectful self. But the album sales did not reflect that, buddy. He out here selling bundles and all that. That's how he even got to 51K. But in reality, he only sold about 25,000 records. Now, that is a very, very interesting dynamic when you look at it because if we look at culture, black culture, statistics will show you that white America or white people in general consume the greatest amount of of hip-hop. And it appears that they're not rocking with him. It appears that white America is probably the only folks that bought that bought his album i mean that is an absolute dud and an absolute flop if you've ever seen one he thought that he was gonna go snitch on people come out and still be popping now to go back to him reaching out to gilly and joe in the shade room who actually did give him the interview to try to give them the biggest interview of their lifetime here's the reality People like Gilly, people like Wallow, people like Joe are cut from a different cloth in the black community. They not clout chasing out here, fam. You can't coerce them into into buying into your remorseful self. Even the way that he presented it to Gilly was like, he really think he's something, fam. He really thinks he's that guy. And it is a sad situation. This is why we can't feed into the antics that the industry sells us. Because at the end of the day, the greatest machine is black culture. And when black culture says, I ain't buying, and if you put it on the shelves, it's gonna rot, this is what happens. And my problem is that we have the ability to truly affect things in this way with the way we spend our money. With the way that we can band together to say that is just somebody or something that we are not identifying with. We choose not to do it. We pick and choose. And we let people like Takashi get a platform initially that never deserved to have it in the first place. I can't rock with it. I can't rock with it and I can't buy into it. It's weak. It is it's lame and it's sad. And so then to move it towards... Then to move it towards the album sales, how is he going to survive Somebody tell me how is Takashi six nine going to survive in an industry that is predicated on black people consuming it you live in a he lived or lives in a network of New York where there are tons of people who rock with him or rocked with him before he went on his snitching escapade and they say no sir. I say, good day, sir. Then the white people stop dealing with you. Hmm. Somebody going to touch him. Somebody going to reach out and touch that boy. And I hate to say it, but you can't still be out here talking greasy, acting like you somebody. You're not really remorseful. You don't really want to make amends for the things that you did. And there is no real way to make amends except go to jail. You committed crimes. It wasn't like he was out here just. Being a victim, you were out there getting people to shoot at Trippy Red, you were out there talking about paying people to do stuff, you were guilty of something. So, I just hope that we all learn a valuable lesson from dealing with Takashi and people like Takashi is that crime really doesn't pay because it's not worth having to get 24 hour 24 8 security selling $25,000 worth of real records, and not being able to live in freedom. It's not worth it. Just don't be a part of the culture. Because they made you and they can easily break you when you never really had a real identity to begin with. That's the problem that Takashi's running into right now. So the best to him, I hope that he really learns from his mistakes and does something different because if he doesn't somebody gonna hurt that boy and I'm and I don't wish that on him, but it's just the realities of living a life that you're not really about we're gonna take a break when we come back you're gonna get these sports on the yes sure ski. oh yeah huh. and we back and we back in here. Yeah, hey, This ain't no intro. This that entree. Did that intro with Kanye and sound like Andre trying to turn my baby mama to my fiance. Say that's Azugas. You don't come back and we back, man. You don't know back and you gonna get these sports. You gonna get the whole sports. Nothing but the whole sports. So help me, sports. You on not come back and so. Oh man, oh man, I got some apologizing to Duke and Folk, I ain't gonna lie to you So this is my sorry for 2004 And I ain't gonna mess up no more this year You know what I'm talking about? I'm apologizing out here, you get an apology, you get an apology You all get apologies, you know what I'm talking about? Alright, I was wrong, I apologize you know, I didn't know that Damian Lillard was going to, like, play play ball out in that first game and just chunk y'all the deuces. You know what I'm talking about? My boy literally left the bubble. He went out his way to say, you know what? I'm done. My boy had already been letting y'all know. Wright was on the wall. He started posting pictures of the whole family, the little trips they took in the past. Then that boy put up that he had a... What was it? Uh, A lateral knee sprain and a dislocated finger. He said he can't play basketball no more, folks. It's time to go. He said it's time to go. I apologize, y'all. I thought that he was going to put up more of a fight than that. But if I was to be real and keep it all the way a stack million with you, this is about how he does. See... There's a comparison that's going to be made Who had a better career out of out of him And somebody else And the other guy isn't necessarily A quote unquote winner He hasn't necessarily won championships Alright, it's James Harden Next week I'm going to do a comparison Of Who's had a better career Is it James Harden Or is it Damian Lillard I'm not going to let the cat out of the bag What I really think but I'll just say it is very hard to outperform another guy who stays healthy. Even with stats, it's very hard to outperform somebody when you're when you hurt all the time. It's a saying that I got from somebody we played dominoes. He said, You're hell when you're well, but you stay sick all the time, Kenfo. You 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 hard to handle, Kenfo, when we in the thick of it, but I can't get you to stay in the thick of it. So Uh, yeah, I don't know, man. Shout out to the Lakers, man, and and LeBron and AD because they definitely elevated the play of themselves. They definitely elevated their game. Because it was looking bad. Don't don't I won't hold you, Kenfolk. That series is over and done. I said I seriously doubted that they would win four in a row. They won four in a row. Now, I could give you an excuse after excuse. I could tell you about how CJ McCullough had a you know, a back injury, and he played through it. And if it was football, he couldn't play through it. I could talk. I could talk about the dislocated finger and the 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 the, the torn lateral. What was it? The, the 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 lateral knee sprain. But it is what it is. At the end of the day, whether they were hurt to start the season and it had an impact on them actually winning to get that low of a seed or not, the fact is they were an eight seed playing against LeBron James, Anthony Davis. And a still subpar Semi-decent Roster Like it's it's not that great But when you have two great players And it's only five players to a team Then You do still kind of hold the cards If you got one decent player And Rondo has actually been elevating his game This is what happens So for that I apologize The Trailblazers actually didn't have a great chance to win it all It is what it is But uh, So the question is KD or Kawhi Who's had a better NBA career thus far Now Before you guys say You gotta be kidding me That is not a real comparison KD got three championships uh, Famoski Or is it actually two I don't know I didn't even look up his stats And I'm gonna be honest I'm gonna tell you why It's because Kawhi has had a better career now, let's just look at it. KD was drafted with the expectation of being a star player. He was drafted number 2. He was drafted number 2. He came into the league with moves, with legit moves where it was like, yo, oh buddy can ball like like he coming out of Texas. He was the national player of the year as a freshman. It was He was expected to be like a, a can't-miss type of player for the Seattle Supersonics before they moved to Oklahoma. But Kawhi, nobody was looking for Kawhi like that, famoski. Nobody was checking for Kawhi like that. And if you say you were, you're a stone-cold lie, folks. You know what I'm talking about? So, I mean, let's just look at it. Kawhi was drafted number 15 out of San Diego State top 15 player out of 30 something teams that's not bad but he wasn't the player he is today when he got drafted nobody is don't get me wrong James Harden wasn't who he was then when he got drafted now but still there was a better trajectory for for James Harden than it was for Kawhi Leonard okay he gets drafted by the Spurs boom he becomes a finals MVP Might I add, LeBron had no answer for this young man. LeBron had zero answers for this young man. Defense was hellacious, to say the least. His defense then was better than his defense now. But LeBron could not do much with this kid. Regardless of what people want to believe, if you're a LeBron lover like that, that's fine. But I'm telling you. The first time that LeBron James and Kawhi Leonard locked up in the in the NBA uh, Finals, LeBron James could not get off like he normally does. Defense was that potent. Then he goes and becomes a Finals MVP for the Toronto Raptors. That's impressive. That is absolutely impressive. So he's a two-time champion, two-time MVP for two different teams. And then he led the Clippers to the number one seed currently. Now, they ain't looking so hot right now. The Mavericks pushed them to six games. But that's pretty impressive. And he never was a part of a quote-unquote super team like KD did to get his first championship. Let's keep that a stack million, okay? Because that's not to be ignored. Also, he was all... KD came in the league alongside Russell Westbrook. Now, some people would say he won in spite of him, and you may be right. But they still made it to an NBA Finals early in their career and then, a, and then, a, and then took the champs to seven, being up 3-1. As far as I know, Kawhi never gave up no 3-1 lead. That, that's just me. Y'all let me know. So... Yeah, he, you know, I, I get the load management and things like that, but that's the wave of the NBA today. They are very much a load management type of situation. So I can't, if, if that's your argument, you get no qualms from me. But overall, I think KD is a great player, possibly the best player in the NBA when healthy, but he's not had a better career than Kawhi Leonard. Well, Leonard didn't want to leave the Spurs. He didn't, trust the, he didn't trust their staff, which is fair. I can't argue with that. Even if he did kind of overdo it a little bit. But every superstar is leaving their team to go where they want. And they're picking their own shots as far as where they want to go. It's the lay of the land. So those arguments don't, don't suffice. So... Y'all let me know what y'all think, but in my honest opinion, I think that Kawhi Leonard has had a better career than KD. He has rose to and far exceeded whatever expectations there were for him. He still played with Tony Parker. He still played with Tim Duncan. He still played with Manu Ginobili. He still played with Bruce Bowen. Let's not act like he didn't have a solid team to play with. And it would have been great if he was just a role player, but he became the MVP. And then, as those guys fade, phased out, he continued to elevate his game. Why is that guy, bro? He's that guy. So, y'all don't know. Y'all tell me what y'all think. Um. So, moving forward, we have the Dallas Mavericks. Listen, they fought valiantly. And, uh, look, man, I apologize. I apologize, partly. I t- I've been up here talking about how much I don't like Luca in the clutch, and I don't think he got much heart, and he totally went and redeemed himself. He totally went and redeemed himself. What can I say, man? I, I mean, he, he balled. There's no, there's no if ands, or buts about it. There's no way around it. I can't cut no corners with you. He balled out. That's all I got for you. What you want from me? I'm just a man. I never said he didn't have a great game, though. I didn't say, I never said he wasn't an offensive savant because he is. But the defense and the free throws and the clutch shots and overall three percentage isn't even that great. And how he tends to, it seemed like late, shy away from those moments made me think that he wasn't a dog. I stand corrected. Luca, my bad, bro. I apologize. You know what I'm talking about? I apologize. I put my head down. Hey, lay prostrate. I, I apologize, my guy. You, you, the, you, that guy. You a dog. Now, to flip it, Porzingis. Might be time to trade you, my guy. Might be time to trade you, man. Um, you don't possess the ability to play unimpaired. If to say that that may or may not be a word He's always hurt My guy won't have knees in two years I don't know if that's something That we could hitch our wagon to long term Now the funny thing is Before this torn meniscus that happened in game one He was balling yo Like he, was, he had found that same groove That he was finding Before we had to shut everything down Due to COVID But I don't know, my guy. I don't like. My problem is that Luca played with a severely sprained ankle. He came back out in Game Five or Game Four and couldn't even couldn't even play. He had to go back into the tunnel. By the way, why these dudes ain't got wheelchairs or something to help them? They be having them people walking for a long time to get. To get attention. That's weird, yo. But Luca played on a severely sprained ankle in game five and led them to a victory without you. Against what a lot of people, including myself, would argue is the best team in basketball. And they look just fine. Now, we could say maybe the Clippers took it easy, who knows. But at the same time, fam, like, I don't know. I think that boy, that's what I expected from Luka is to elevate his game to a point that takes away the excuses. You look at the Jordans, you look at the LeBrons, you look at the the winners, the real winners, the Kobe's. You take away the excuses and you elevate yourself to God tier when it comes to basketball. That's what he did. And I'm not so sure that we can't get it done moving forward without him. Because the best way to gauge it is to take him out of the equation and see how see how well we do. So it might be turn it might be time to turn over the roster to get a third guy to help Luca or get rid of Porzingis. I'm feeling I'm I'm only feeling Giannis or Giannis. I said Giannis. I'm only feeling Giannis if he's willing to humble himself, bro. You're not winning in Milwaukee, okay? And to all the Milwaukee fans, David, if you check this out, I'm sorry, but nobody's winning in Milwaukee. I don't care if you get Chris Paul. You're not winning in Milwaukee, bro. You have a team that is set up very much like how Dwight Howard used to be set up, where he had nothing but perimeter shooters, and he was the guy on the inside doing work. And the worst part is he's even better than what Dwight was offensively. Not defensively. Offensively, he's better than what Dwight ever hoped to be. But at the end of the day, a big man who can't shoot consistently and, uh, and, and you can take him out of the game late, you are going to lose unless you got Ray Allens on your team. And Covington has showed that he's not going to be able to get it done. So, y'all take with that what y'all must, man, but I just personally feel like, you know, a, you know, a, a Giannis or um, a Bradley Beal, a Victor Oladipo. That's the type of player that we need on this roster for us to be able to really elevate it. A 3 and D guy, superstar 3 and D guy like v- Victor Oladipo or Bradley Beal. Both of those guys are a star slash superstars, depending on who you believe. Some people may not believe that Victor Oladipo is a superstar, but he's a star to say the lift, to Say nonetheless. But, Brad, but Bradley Bill is a superstar Florida, Florida player You know what I'm talking about I say give him a shot if, if we can To get him away from there But to end this Let me say this We talking We talking cowboy talk baby Let it build Let it build Hey Cowboys going 13 and 3. Hey, let me say it one more time. Cowboys going 13 and 3. Hey. Listen, this roster is looking phenomenal. And I am not the hot take guy on Cowboys unless I'm saying they suck. Which should tell you that I really believe that they got something. I really believe that the Cowboys finally or cooking with some cooking with some fish grease, folks. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, I really believe it. Listen, and, and it's because of the defensive line. We got Tristan Tom, Tristan Hill, which was the second second, the second round draft pick from last year, who was looking like a dud. Apparently he's impressing all of a sudden. Tyrone Crawford was out all last year with with two hip issues, old nigga type stuff. He's back. We have Randy Gregory will be out for six games as a pseudo suspension because they got to reprimand him for whatever he messed up before he went out last year, two years ago. We have Alden Smith, who they said is looking phenomenal in practice, an ex-San Francisco 49er who was balling out. 18, 19, 20 sacks type situation. Oh, and I haven't even mentioned that we got Everson Griffin from Minnesota, an absolute baller. Tank Lawrence coming, coming back. Tank, bro, if we can get pressure on the quarterback consistently with this roster, and not to mention they're going to have the one-legged fool uh, rushing from the edge sometimes. All, um, <laughs> I can't even get his name out. But um, the guy from Notre Dame, I don't really like him. And I'm a Notre Dame fan. But uh, Smith, his last name is Smith. I can't, listen, I can't, I'm getting him mixed up. Alden Smith, I'm getting him mixed up with the other guy. But anyway, um, linebackers are, are set to, to, to start back looking decent. But back to what I was saying, if the if the defensive line can get pressure, who cares what our corners do? Just don't run the other way with your pants down. And we will get pit, we will get interceptions, we'll we'll turn the ball over. But we need them to do what they do. Watch my shoes. You understand what I'm saying? So And not to mention old Earl is still sitting out there. I'm the first to tell you, I don't really care what Earl did. I'm going to be honest with you. Did he slap his mama? If he slapped his mama, okay, I got a problem. Did he beat one of his kids, like like literally beat one of his kids like a slave? Because then we got a problem. Did he kill somebody? If he killed somebody, we got a problem. My man ain't went to jail not one time, so guess what? Bring him here. Hey, Earl, let me holler at you, folks. Texas boy, love the Cowboys. Bring them to me. Give me, give me some more. We want some more. What's I'm at? Cowboys is gonna do what the Cowboys do, folks. You I'm at? I'm excited. I'm not gonna hold you. Season starts tomorrow. You're gonna get this podcast today, not tomorrow. <laughs> Listen, man. We're gonna take us one more break, man, and then we're gonna get into the meat of this thing. You on talking about? So, what I apologize, we got a lot to get into, man. When we come back, come yeah, y'all, man, we back in this thing. You know what I'm talking about, and it's time to get into the meat of it. For those of you who may not know what the meat is, man, that is where we delve into the heart of what the podcast was about. The so what I apologize, the Listen, I don't want to waste no time, folks. Apology, apologies to Lecrae Moore. You might be my kin, folk. I don't even know. I, I'm, I'm, I am i will not hold you. I won't hold. You. I won't talk. I, that could be my kinfolk. And for years and years and years, I, I judged that man deeply. I, I apologize to Lecrae Moore. He just dropped the album called Restored or Restoration. It's one of those. Check it out. It's not his best work still, in my opinion. But what got me was the documentary that he did. And in that documentary, he went into depth about some of the things that he had been dealing with. Uh, you know, just I think I never took into consideration what it looked like for a Christian artist to. For a Christian artist to be put on the main stage, the main stage, the main stage of all main stages, not just, oh, he's the best in Christian, 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 Christi- why can't you get that out? Christendom, whatever. I think I was trying to be, a, I was trying to use too big a word. But anyway, he wasn't just the best Christian artist, he had the number one rap album in the country. What does that look like for us as believers to be put in a position? To thrive or to succeed on that level. I don't think we really could fathom it. It's like me being put in place of Joe Rogan. Lord willing. Or me being put in place of Joe Buttons. Or me being put in place of Gilly and Wallow. What would it look like? What would my content look like if I was to be elevated to that level? Being human cannot be overlooked or undervalued. We are often self-righteous and hypocritical. Our thoughts and opinions or lack of support are usually rooted in jealousy and lack of understanding. The reality is that most of the time Christians feel the way they feel because they want to be where that person is at. Or they don't read the word. They don't understand that above all we're supposed to love one another. Yes, we hold each other accountable for sure. I'm not arguing that. We are to hold each other accountable, but we're never supposed to forsake loving our brothers and sisters, period. I have no idea what that man deals with in his personal time. I don't have a relationship with him. I don't know if he was faithful to his wife or he wasn't faithful to his wife. I don't know if he's a part of the Illuminati or he wasn't a part of the Illuminati, although he says he definitely was not. I don't know if he was bribed with selling his soul to stay elevated at that platform. And he said, no, which I believe he did or not, but because we are some self-righteous people, we're some hypocritical people, some do as I say, not as I do type people as being believers. I'm talking about Bible believing, Trinity believing, gospel believing people we use our platforms to look down on people not be honest not call a spade a spade shout out the last last uh, episode's title but to really look at somebody like we're better than them and Lecrae for that I apologize from the bottom of my heart bruh like that is not cool and I would urge us to not listen to our favorite pastors and not uh, listen to the people who don't even go to church that often and don't read their word, don't pray often as to, to to be our gauge for what we believe is necessary in holding people accountable. The word is what we should gauge. That nudge in our heart when the Holy Spirit is checking us or urging us to to talk to somebody or to pull them to the side or to love on them when they don't know better or when they may know better, but they in something. But the reality is, a lot of us be in something. A lot of us are steady trying to filter through what we thinking and what we feeling. And sometimes we need that step back, or we need that little hint of reality that God uses to humble us to get us back on track. But we act like we don't deal with that because everything is great. How you doing, all? Oh, everything's fine, brother. I'm blessed in the Lord, highly blessed and highly favored. God is good. And all the time that's that's us, and it's fake so i just I just want us to be very mindful of how we look at our brothers and sisters and and how we hold and how we hold them accountable not that we hold them accountable it's all about the 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 it's all about the the what's the word I'm looking for it's all about the, the the process of how we go about holding somebody accountable Because the word calls us to hold each other accountable Remember I said it a couple episodes ago It's not for us to hold the non-believer accountable We're not yoked the same We don't believe the same But it is very much for us to hold the believer accountable Because we're brothers We're brothers and sisters So keep that in mind but, oh but, be not deceived, God is not mocked for, for whatsoever a man soweth, they shall he also reap That's Bible That is Bible, Galatians 6 and 7 Be not deceived, God is not mocked For whatsoever a man soweth, they shall he, that shall he also reap So what we must understand also Is that Lecrae, you asked for that, my brother, to whom much is given, much is required. It's not to say that we don't all go through our depressions or anxieties or our low places or our too high places or our self-righteous places or whatever it is that we may be being human beings. Please don't get it forsaken or mistaken for one second that I'm overstating the fact that we're human beings. We are human. We feel we get puffed up and prideful. We get arrogant. We get cocky. We get disrespectful. We get hateful. We we get grudge, we get grudgeful. We get spiteful. But what you what you put out there don't be. Hey, listen. Let me say it one more time. Be not deceived. God is not mocked for whatsoever a man soweth. Whatever you put in, you're going to get out. So it's twofold for Lecrae. He put in great work as an artist. He put in great work and time to build his craft, making beats on his own, and creating the content that was Christ-centered. But then you took an opportunity to kind of pivot. And things happen in a way that you didn't even ever expect or intend for them to. We have to understand that a pursuit of worldly gain in any capacity requires us to let go of some type of godly or biblical principles. Example, I'm a Christian rapper versus I'm a Christian that is a rapper. Come on, man. You, you can't do that. You can't do that. I'm not a Christian rapper. I'm a rapper who's a, who happens to be a Christian. I came from hip hop That's goofy to me. And that's the thing that Lecrae did that I take fault. I take issue with. Is you can't take the same platform that that you used to be elevated. You were elevated by having dope rhymes, but it was dope rhymes that were unapologetically Christian like KB does still to this day. And I know it's no beef between them. Not hoping that I'm hoping that there is no beef like or nothing like that. KB ended up leaving the label, but I think he had different ideas and how he wanted to move very much wanted to be his own man. And I respect that. And I already said I apologize to Lecrae, but please understand that once you get to that platform, you must still be unapologetically Christ centered because that's your basis. That's your foundation. As much as you want to say, I grew up on hip-hop, and I was this, and I was that. Listen, brother, that was the old man. The old man grew up on hip-hop and used it to elevate, you know what I'm saying, to build a love to, for rapping and all that. But listen, once Christ get a hold of you, you're a new creature, you're a new being. And so you must understand that, take that to heart, and then move accordingly. He lost himself, but Christ is the finder. And so understand this, you have to know who you are and whose you are. Talent isn't enough to keep you from getting swallowed up. Come on now. You got to know who you are before you step out the porch, Kenfolk. And then you got to know whose you are when the world comes against you. Because they're going to come against you. They're going to make you question your values and your morals and your laurels and all of those rules. So be mindful of that before we feed into the machine, the world, the the fame, the notoriety, the money, the clout, the name, the, the stage, the lights, the cameras, the action. Listen, I would love more than anything for this podcast to take off. I would love it. I am working towards it. Y'all don't understand what I went through to get this podcast here today. I'm not even joking with you. Four hours. I was having problems with storage out of nowhere on my phone. I've been using I I, I was using a camera. I had a completely different setup, had to switch it, um, had to use a different lens. It started, it did one 20 minute recording And then it was 10 minutes every time after that So the cutting obviously is going to be a, Even more different than what I imagined I wanted to break every machine in here I wanted to slam my fist through my laptop I wanted to knock this roadcaster over Even though these weren't even the problem I was really in a rage Because I was like this ain't even worth it like that fam But Yes, it is worth it because somebody needs to hear something today that I said that I didn't even think was even impactful so that we can see how just closely related we are. Somebody has went through something that I've talked about today. Somebody agrees with something. And even if you disagree, great. He didn't make us all the same. But understand that when we're talking to the believer, you are a child of the most high king. Hmm? You different. So you can't move like the Romans do, even when you in Rome, fam. You different. So. Know who you are. Know whose you are. Because the world will chew you up and spit you out. But the beautiful thing is that God is acting as the prodigal son story all the time for those who are lost. He's looking. He's like, okay. I gave him what he wanted. Okay, he wanted the fame. He forgot about me for a second. Okay. He done went in the house, sat down. He didn't came back at where my son at, where my daughter at. He looking, he looking, to and fro. Every day he going outside checking where my son at, where my son at. Where he at? When she going to come back? When she going to come back? When she going to come back, fam? Nah, nah, nah. No, no, no. Just believe. Believe. Have faith. I know my son, he going to come back. That's the story of the prodigal son. And Alas. Once the prodigal son went somewhere, he never had no business going. He was in a land that he shouldn't have even survived. Man, I'm going to just go back home, bro. Even the servants ate better The servants ate, ate better than this. Just to go on a journey back and his father welcomed him with open arms. Just like God welcomed Lecrae back with open arms. And it's not to say that Cray ever forsook the gospel. He just tried to finagle a little too cool. He tried to finesse a little too much and he ended up paying a price for it. So please understand, I'm not saying that the man ever lost his faith. But when you compromise, it comes with a price. What are you sowing? So what? What are you sowing? What are you sowing? But so what? Because God loves you. God still wants to be in relationship with you. Remember, this podcast is for the millennial and Generation X listener. We talk about life, life experiences, but we talk about it from a Christocentric standpoint. Christ-centered. Whatever we are talking about, you got to bring me back home. We got to find a way to get back to, but what does the word say? What does God say about this? Everybody out there is giving you their opinions, and I'm going to give you some of mine But I'm also going to tell you what the word says Most important Most important So listen man We finna go ahead and Transition on into that old Question of the day You know what I'm talking about Stupid. So Question of the day Has social media ruined courting Has Not coitus Some of y'all think y'all sleep <laughs> Has social media ruined courting or dating? Has it ruined relationships? Send me a voice message or a memo in the Anchor app if you're listening from that platform and let me know what you think. I would love to add it on to next week's show to get feedback on what you guys think about that, about anything from the show for sure. But in particular, has social media ruined dating or courting has it ruined relationships well this is my podcast so I'm gonna give you my thoughts and my opinions of course and I say absolutely fam absolutely social media has ruined dating it has ruined courting it has ruined ruined what it means for a man and woman to organically and healthily grow and learn about each other understand different things and that's unfortunate because if we look at it love is gauged by if you post me or not there are people who truly believe in their hearts that if their spouse doesn't post them on social media that they don't love them and the unfortunate thing about that is sometimes men don't post out of respect because That may create an issue with somebody from their past Now let me say this It shouldn't matter But it does Sometimes posting a spouse on social media Warrants inboxes Because people just want what they can't have Now this may be a lame excuse But I'm just telling you what I truly feel and believe I believe that a lot of people... Younger... And some of them... Are definitely millennials... Are saying... You post me... Or I'm out... Post me... Or it's over... I'm your woman crush Wednesday... Or this ain't gonna fly no more... Folk. And that's not good... Also... People judge a person's potential... On their post... Or how many followers they have... So... Now... I have to... Have... 5,000 followers to be relevant or be somebody if I don't look like I'm balling on the gram you're not even going to give me a chance is that what you're telling me that's cap that's real cap is all I'm saying and so I think that as as a people we have to be better about how we look at people based off a platform or multiple platforms that aren't real People post their highlights on social media. They don't post the lowlights. They don't post when they just wake up, when they when they got bedhead. They don't post when they didn't had an acne breakout. Or when they didn't got fired from their job. When they been up crying because they feel lonely. They don't post those things. But we egg people on. Go on, go on girl, go there, post for the do-it for the girl. Like that's what we do. And lastly, it has made women act like men. With the DMs and the aggression and the... Man, I've... listened, folk. I've, I've had some, some experiences, not like recent like that, but I've had some experiences in my lifetime with some women that was doing too much. I'm an old-fashioned kind of guy, folk. And I like for my women to want to be pursued. It's okay to shoot a look or a wink Or a smile or even a wave But to walk up to me and hand me your phone Or to inbox me like Hey what we getting into tonight type stuff That is over the top job. So I just think those things Are the recipe for disaster Man We gots to be way more careful Than that folks, When it comes to Pursuing people How we view people Social media is messing up relationships If you allow it Men, women, don't trip if your spouse Is not posting you on social media Now if they got a history Of cheating or something, maybe that's different But it's got to be an extensive history folks And even then You either need to make a decision to trust them Or to move on Period But what you can't do is continue to hold Their past over them Sound like uh, uh, Dr. Phil in here Or something Steve Harvey But I'm just saying Those are the type of things That we have to take Into consideration You can't hold Somebody's past Over them forever If they cheated Or had a baby Or if they Were habitual liars Or whatever I don't know Whatever it is And women Fall back If a dude ain't, Ain't man enough To approach you You probably Don't need to be You don't need to be Dealing with him That's in my Humble opinion If men aren't Man enough to speak up and say, hey, how you doing? my name is Anthony. I saw you. I listen. I don't know if you got a man or nothing like that, no disrespect, but I'm just trying to, you know, trying to see if we could rap a taste if I can get to know you a little bit. Something. If if a man can't do that, then you probably don't need to deal with him, sis. You know what I'm saying? Ah Listen man. We finna close this thing out, dog. We finna close this thing out on my mama. You know what I'm saying? Listen. I want to do some housekeeping, man, because we're going into the outro now. You know what I'm saying? We're going to close this thing down a momentous moment. You know what I'm talking about? I feel like given the circumstances of what's happened today, this was a pretty good episode, man. I really, Listen, let me tell you something. I was about to say bump it. I was going to try again tomorrow. But I had to give it to you. I had to give it to you. And so listen, man, if you rock with your boy, man. If you rock with your boy in any capacity, man, I would encourage you to go to waynesworldstore.com. There are shirts for you to purchase there. There's a blog up. I need to put some more up. You know what I'm saying? But if you scroll to the bottom, the very bottom, you can put your email in and it will sign you up to be on my email list and it will sign you up to receive newsletters. All I'm trying to do is give my people first dibs on when something is dropping. What's new What's going on What's going on In my little, little world In my little heart You know what I'm talking about So listen Waynesworldstore.com Shirts Blogs And email list You can get to All of that on there Do it Go check it out You know what I'm talking about Um Listen man If you're listening On Apple Podcasts, If you're listening On Spotify If you're listening On, listening on Anchor App Bullhorn Uh Listen Uh Overcast these are all the different places that I've seen that people are actually listening and consuming my content. I love y'all. Thank you all. Appreciate it. And, of course, the Anchor app. Thank you for giving me the opportunity. But, listen, I love you and I appreciate you, man. Just give your boy five stars on Apple Podcasts. Give me a review. Like, we can't assume that everybody's doing it. Oh, somebody giving him a review. Somebody giving them five stars. No, I need you guys. If you're listening right now, I need you to go on whatever platform you're listening on, and I need you to rate me. I need you to go give me five stars, please. I need you to give me a dope review. Tell me what you love about the show. Give me some encouragement. Uh, let me know who it is, because sometimes y'all be having, like, it's X-Rater 309. Keep doing what you're doing, bro. I've been rocking with you. I'm like, who are you, though? So let me let me know who you are. You know what I'm saying? And share it Share it on your social media platforms If you're watching on YouTube Man just hit the share button real quick Go on there and give me some comments Give me some likes That's the type of things that you guys can do that don't cost money Cause let me tell you something Ain't nobody rocking with that Patreon folk Ain't nobody sent your boy 5, 10 dollars a and Said thank you dog rat can't kiss my butt Nothing So the free stuff is just to comment To like, to share, subscribe On whatever platform that you happen to be on That could do the worlds for your boy I just want to save that little bit of time To to, to tell y'all that man Tell you I love you, I thank you, I really do I appreciate y'all for rocking with your boy man Every week Um, Y'all know what's up bro Y'all my folks, y'all know what's about to come next Bruh Life Is hard enough So do me a favor Don't just live Live elevated until next week, I love you, God bless you. I see you at the conference. I got that from Kevin on stage. I ain't no, I ain't no thief. Peace.